Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. The role of a mother, any mother, is to protect their children from as much as possible for as long as possible. Mm. Unfortunately, we live in a world where that looks very different for a lot of different mothers. And Liz. I will have time to work out again. I will have time to eat healthy again. I will have, you know, not be in my postpartum body again. Like, I will have all those things again. Just not right now. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Hi, guys. Sorry, we're back. Yeah, okay, here's what happened. Um, <laughs> we let you down. We did, and we'll try not to do it again. It just, it didn't happen for us. We're playing catch up. We didn't have childcare for half the week. It was just, it wasn't our week. So we apologize for not getting an episode out, but we are back, back, back at it well and one thing you'll notice about us is we couldn't like what if we took like we don't have seasons we just keep rolling into it so like we had to take a day off what do you mean we don't have seasons like it's not like it's not like we're gonna do 10 episodes and then it's like okay now we're gonna take 10 weeks off like no we're gonna keep showing up we're gonna keep grinding we're gonna keep putting out average content you're gonna keep listening and we're gonna keep having fun (laughs) yeah so again i needed the break so i could like get some brain space to come up with some fresh content i know but now we have a lot to talk about because it's we've missed an entire episode yeah so we we also are batch recording two episodes back to back yeah so what do we even have on this episode to talk about kyle we have a um, the the episodes are running together let's see we'll have a millennial word i have a millennial okay 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 we have a millennial word Mm -hmm. um do you want to i have a dump okay do you want to do last three or do you just want like my fast lane philosophies and base model luxury? I think I'm going to like group them together. Okay. So we'll do those. I have some advice. We'll do what? No, no I'm saying I'm not going to do all of those. I'm saying, should we do last three? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of this, the latter of what you mentioned. Okay. The fast lane philosophy. We'll do fast I'm, lane philosophies and base model luxuries. Okay. Um, not us figuring out what we're going to talk about while recording the podcast. <sighs> and then we'll do industry news, digital drive through and Blake's besties. And that's the episode. So now it's time for the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less, less lame. lame. And today's word is down bad. Down bad. Yeah. Just down bad. Mm-hmm. Down bad for the count. Yeah. It just means when you are not doing so good in your down. particular situation, you're just like, you're down bad. You know, you maybe had too many cocktails the night before you wake up, you're not feeling the best. You're down bad. You're just like down bad for the day. Get it. Down for the count. Get it. Got it. Good. Yeah. Um, speaking of Gen Z's, I have a confession what i'm ready to delete tiktok again why i just don't like it why i just i i can't express to you how i don't like being in control of the content i'm being served i just have Mm. like a little bit more protection over my piece that i would like and there's just it's just a lot like you just don't know what you're going to get served up and i don't so know you what don't... I'm, i don't know what i'm going to get served and obviously like there's just so much going on in the world right now mm. and it's such an interesting landscape to i think see such horrific things happen through a civilian's eyes yeah. i mean honestly and, okay and i think that when it's i think it's wonderful and great to be informed with what's going on in this world um I think it's also fine to want to use social media as an escape from it and, and from an entertainment standpoint. And it's interesting when like when those two things cross over and then you don't know if you're looking at something to be entertained, to be informed. And then you just find yourself being like, whoa, well, I'm like trying to take care of my kids. I didn't need to see this video. Now I feel horrible. You know, there's that aspect of it. And as anyone who is a parent of children who, you know, you give them a tablet every now and then 
they are then in a worse mood than once you take it away. So it's like there's like an addictive property to it. There's just like no one gets done scrolling their phone for an hour and a half and is like, hmm. I feel recharged and better and ready to go take like I totally agree regardless of the content you're getting served up looking at your phone that often does not make you feel good no there's like this was like kind of fast lane philosophies adjacent too so I think I'm just gonna like dive into it if that's okay okay because I'm just gonna get a little deep for a second and then and then I'm happy to to get back to the shallow end okay if you will Mm -hmm. but just thinking about all of the horrific things that are happening in our world right Mm now um I think for a lot of us especially mothers were very much like it's feeling very personal and very scary mm-hmm. to think about like what, what what a role for a mother is in this and i think yeah. all of us are like oh my gosh like what would i do in that situation yeah. or what's my role here and the thing the the mindset that i have taken that you know this has been the thing where i feel like i can't talk about it on instagram because instagram just nothing the platform's the better the podcast is the better platform to talk about okay, this. Yeah. But the the role of a mother, any mother, is to protect their children from as much as possible for as long as possible. Mm. Unfortunately, we live in a world where that looks very different for a lot of different mothers. But the, but the role is the same. So just because it looks different doesn't mean it's not important. Mm. Um, you don't have to wonder what you would do if you were in that situation. You'd be protecting your children. Like, that's what you would be doing. So you don't have to wonder. You would do whatever it took to protect your children from as much as possible for as long as possible. You would do whatever you had to do. Being here, that looks different. Sometimes protecting your child means putting off your phone, not looking at things, not hurting your mental health so that you can be there for your child. Mm -hmm. It's not having the news on. It's not having your children see your videos over your shoulder. Like, it is okay to protect your children from that. Children do not have a place in this on any place across the globe. Yeah, it's an it is heart-wrenching and heart-shattering that some children are involved in this doesn't mean your child has to be Mm. and doesn't mean that it should yeah so i just think like and i'm feeling like just so heavy on this because there's been so much so much on the so much on the internet and so many people giving me accusations about how to use my platform and what to use my platform kind of forgetting that i'm actually not just a platform i'm actually a mother and a a wife and and a woman who deserves to be able to process things privately if I want to. Mm-hmm. And I also need to protect my children. And that's yeah. what I'm doing. So if that doesn't look like how you want it to, that's okay. But I see your way out. Cal, I think... Sorry, I, I had to say no, that. I, I needed it off my chest. I'm, I'm very, very happy that you did. And I think a lot of people would agree with you. And I, and I think it it's very hard because on one end of the spectrum... You're like, I really can't look at this stuff. On the other end of the spectrum, you're like, I have to look at this stuff. I have to know what's going on. I can't be ignorant to the world. Okay. And and it's very there's this like guilt complex of both. And so I think it's I think it's okay for you to be informed and also not have to look to feel okay to not have to look at every single video that comes across your page. I don't think that makes you a bad person. And I, I- I very I feel very strongly that guilt is not the feeling that I think you should feel or that I think any mother across the globe would want you to feel. You should not have to feel guilt that you're mm-hmm. not in those situations or that you're so I mean, I want you to feel blessed and I want you to feel grateful. Yeah. And I also want you to understand what your position and what you do not leave your post. You stay with those with your children and you protect them. And that's what's important. And that's going to look different. And that is OK. Well said. Cal. Anyway, that's fast lane philosophies where I pique your curiosity. Sorry, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm so happy you did. This and, is the this is the platform to do so. And it is just this landscape of having a platform, and I'm doing air quotes when I say that because I just I think it's a very 
I, everyone has a platform. Hmm. Everyone has a platform. So before you want to like tell someone else how to use theirs, maybe maybe make your account not private and you start posting things and you start subjecting your family to self and your mental health to DMs. Like it's just... And, and that's just unfollow. If you don't want to be a part of it, just unfollow. But just because someone's not using their platform doesn't mean that's a reflection of who they are as a person. We are people. Yeah, right. I am a person. Right. With three children who mean a heck of a lot more to me than the platform. Right. Like, exactly. It could be gone tomorrow. Okay. Exactly. Also, I'm good. You post about cars. So <laughs> yeah. when like something crazy in the auto industry is going on, like, yeah, you'll be the person to talk about it. But it's just it it goes across the board with with everything and this is the whole this is a whole other topic not even totally relating to what's going on in the world but just in general of people expecting influencers and celebrities to always like have a statement on things as if they're experts on things and like they need to be making statements which you know yeah i i which they don't need to be no and i i i understand and respect the the being out of touch i get that like there mm. i mean of course there are people who are out of touch and if you if you don't want to follow people who are out of touch or who don't align with you, like that is the beauty. That is the amazing thing about social media is you can curate to what you want to see. Now, me, I like to see people who like I like to actually follow people who have different opinions than mine because I'm well read. Mm. I'm interesting. I understand other opinions. But if you don't, then that's fine. Here's my other one. OK, this is just like a this, this is this is back to the shallow end on okay, fascinating philosophies. You. OK. This is the difference. This is going to blow your mind. Okay. This is the difference between a million and a billion. Okay. 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 I'm going to I'm going to make this a game for you, okay? Mm-kay. So a million seconds is 11 days. Okay. Okay. Like that's that's crazy, right? Yeah. A million seconds is 11 days. Yeah. What do you think a billion seconds is? <sighs> a billion seconds uh 2 years? Final answer? Sure. 31.7 years. <laughs> what? So let's review. A million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is 31.7 days. I'm really bad. I'm horrible at fast math. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. Now, let me just be clear. I saw this on an Instagram meme, so I didn't fact check. But I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to say it's good. Wow. Makes you think about like millionaires versus billionaires then. They're like on such a different like such like like level of wealth. A billion dollars. Well, I mean, in this economy, a million dollars, like a billion dollars is like. Do I saw this meme or this Instagram post and it's like what I thought a million dollar home was going to look like. And it's this like grand like mansion. And it's like what a million dollar home looks like. And it's this like is in california so it's like this like shack you know and it's just an you, you know, know just an average three-bedroom home money is like money and money not even money numbers is so weird like that so anyway set your size on a billion numbers are so they're so crazy like that i know and like but like the thing is about numbers is like they always make sense um they don't to me i'm the way that you're dyslexic i'm dyslexic with numbers Oh, you're dyslexic with letters. I'm dyslexic with numbers. They don't they don't compute in my brain. Another thing is I wanted to share a book I've been reading. Oh, what? I'm reading this. OK, by reading. I'm, so, OK, I, to be fair, I do read, but I also listen and I've been listening to the four hour work week. Yeah. So what? G- tell me what that's all about. It's a. it's kind of wild, to be honest with you. I, you know me. I my pet peeve in life is fluff. Yeah, I hate 
fluffy doodah in the sense that you get you know someone selling a course online you buy it and it's like half of it is just and then you have a section on like here's how you can get yourself in the right minds shut up like give like, me the, get me give the, me the meat and potatoes give me the information i don't need all the um it, the first chapter is a little fluff well because they're always just like here's what you're gonna learn here's this mindset and you're like when are you gonna get to it and then this book it's it's nitty gritty it's like here's the website to use okay to have a four-hour work week so it's all about this concept the four-hour work week which you're like no you're hearing me right it's like working only four hours a week not four hours a day four hours a week and it's the concept of one understanding like what the quote new rich is that's what he says and the new rich is people who have time uh because time is more valuable than money for some people okay and then he just i mean i'm not done with the book so i don't want to like speak too much but basically like the vibes are like work a job, negotiate remote hours, hire virtual assistants to do your job, have side hustles. T. Like that's like kind of the vi- like that's kind of the vibe. Interesting. I've I've always heard of that book and I've never read it or listened to it and I kind of want to. Um, but you know what that to me sounds like and I think there are just so many different people in the world. That is so for some people who like want the hustle, who want the hack, the system. Some people want to be entrepreneurs and some people just want to work the nine to five. No. Make the set salary and call it a day. No, I think like that's what he like. He does not want to be a hustler, though, either. Oh, kind of based on your your explanation sounds like he's no, he's like. And part of it is don't even tell your boss you're moving to the Bahamas to work from home. Just start doing it. And then if they want to tell you you can't, whatever. So his idea is like, oh, just kind of like, OK, I'm kind of summarizing. Like, I'll, I'll come back. I'll, I'll come back and give an update if I'm like, if I'm if I'm not okay. misunderstanding this. But yeah, the vibe kind of is like find a job that allows you to work remote. OK, you can hire virtual assistants from all across the globe. He's like, I hire a lot of mine from India. They're much cheaper than Americans. OK, so he hires virtual assistants from India for like ten dollars an hour okay. to do his job. OK, and then he like travels the world and he has like a couple side hustle businesses that like like so his whole thing is just he just wants to he he wants to travel which i don't i don't like no i don't want that he wants to like travel and like go sailboating and like i i i hate traveling yeah no i'm not a and i know i like being home i think i know people are gonna think that's crazy or like i'm super boring like i just love being at home and i want to do so many fun things at home yeah i just don't like to travel no, I, I don't do know. I. And the, and the job, this job requires some travel, and it gives me a pit every single time we have to do it. I do wonder. Well, we, we've never been like wanderlust kind of people to begin yeah. with, but also having kids adds a whole nother layer of why leaving sounds just horrible. Like when we had to, uh, we recently traveled. We can't say where what we did yet because it's still embargoed. But we were only gone for not even twenty four hours. We flew no, out. It was like eighteen hours. It was like eighteen hours. We flew out, flew in. And just like the ordeal of my breast milk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, oh, I'll, I'll ask for ice on the plane. Oh, there's no ice on the plane. Okay, well, we get to the place. So do you guys have any ice? No, we don't have any ice. Do you have a refrigerator anywhere? Do I have to go to walk to McDonald's across the street just so I can put my yeah. breast milk on ice? Like, it just, we're at, a, we're at a very difficult traveling phase. No, but I also think traveling for some people, but I don't think you're lame or I don't think you're not like an adventurer or a fun person if you don't want to travel. I just um, sorry I think that's no true. I think you're I don't I don't think that you're not a fun person I agree I don't think you're an adventurer I would not 
I would not classify myself as an you're adventurer. Right. No, you're 100 percent right. But you know what? Not everyone needs to be an adventurer mm, to be fun. No, a hundred percent. I've got plenty of stories. Yeah, I've got. You know what? That actually brings me into a, this is a really good segue to something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. You recently told me that the stories you've been telling your kids at night have been stories from our childhood. Oh, they love. Did I, have I shared this on the podcast yet? Uh, you might. I don't. I don't know. You might have. Okay, TLDR. The Skinny Confidential said that she started sharing or telling her kids stories of when she was a, like a little girl. Yeah. And George and Hattie, it seemed to be infatuated that like once I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And so I'm telling you, I'm telling them the the most like random memories of my life. And they are hooked on every word. Well, and you know, because they know all the characters know, too. It's like and then the Gigi and Papa were there and like Aunt Bea was there and Uncle Craig. And... Uh, so we were talking about it with George. It was you, me, and George. And George was like, oh, yeah, Bia, can you tell me about the time that you guys did this? And it was a story that you had told him. And it just got me thinking, like, what are the memories that we go to to tell our kids about? You know, because it's like, we traveled. My mom, mom probably did super fun things on a day-to-day basis, being a stay-at-home mom, trying to keep us engaged. And what are the things that actually stuck with us that we have found it worth telling your son about they're so incredibly random so some are grand some are like some are family vacations some are a mundane thing that we would do often it's so weird it's been it and i'm also i'm actually very happy for this exercise because i think sometimes you don't realize how much of your life you forget yeah and i'm like and then i george was over here and then you told him the story about how i one time drew pictures of the tooth fairy and asked the tooth fairy to circle Mm -hmm. which one she looked like Mm -hmm. i totally forgot i did that yeah like i would have never i would have never remembered that memory Uh if it would not have been for you yeah so anyway i really encourage you to tell your kids stories of when you from when you when you were younger and also like i mean i'm stumped and it's ever we've been doing this probably two weeks now every night george's mom tell me a story i cannot think of a single other story I had to call mom and be like, what do you got? I have anything. I have found in the ones that we told him and the ones that you told me you've told him, there are ones where it's like we did it multiple times. Yes. So we traveled to the farm a lot and it's like a lot of things we used to do at the farm. It's a lot of things we used to do at the Ozarks. It's very rarely that one vacation we took to, you know, Mexico. It's 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 very rarely that. It's a lot of the stuff we've repeated a lot in, yeah. our, in our life. And so anyway, my point in bringing that up is it's like, what do you think your kids are going to remember? <sighs> I don't know. And and it's just like, how do we foster these these experiences? And I, I don't know. It just has me thinking that like, I really want them to remember a good childhood. <laughs> I think also, uh, since I've run out of stories, I started telling them stories about like last year. Oh, of things they did. Of things they did. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And it's yeah. like, no, I don't. But hopefully stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was cute. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready for base model luxury? Yes. What was that saying? Where? Base model luxury. Luxury discovery. discovery. Next is time for base model luxury where I share a new discovery. A new a lifestyle discovery. I don't know. Don't just, just say it like that. Uh, it's my... Okay. Um. Do you have one? You told me you had one. Yeah, I know. Um, you not remember what it's, it was? Just, no, I do. It's just like so lame. And I just feel like... I honestly feel like such a loser for talking about it. Okay. 
Well, first of all, did you know it was cowlick instead of calic? No, I didn't. Did you think it was calic? I never put much thought into the pronunciation or spelling. But you were shocked to find out it's cowlick, like a cow licks your hair. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. And people are like, so, okay, sorry, we kind of like segue into that. But I tried, I got Hattie's haircut. She had, she has all these cow, cow licks. Mm-hmm. So bangs weren't going to work. I'm like trying to spell out calyx and I'm like doing my talk to text like calyx, calyx, cal. It's like nothing's coming up. Like what is happening here? So I finally like type it out the best way my dyslexic mind can spell it out. And someone goes, it's cowlix, like a cow licks you. And everyone is like messaging me. Yeah, like a cow licks you, like a cow licks you. And I'm like, when's the last time a cow has licked you? Yeah. And like, first does, of that, all, does that put your hair like in a weird circular? Like, first of all, I've been around cows. Yeah. More than the average person. Yeah. Never been licked. Yeah. Never been like, what about like a dog nor, lick? Nor on the head of all things. Nor on the head. Like a dog lick. That would make more sense. Like a dog licks you. What do you mean a cow's licking you? What a weird. I don't know. Huh, you're an idiot. It's like when a cow licks you. What do you mean? What do you mean it's like when a cow licks you? What's wrong with you? Origin. Let me do a quick Google search. Origin of cow lick. Because everyone's just saying like, yeah, it's like when a cow licks you. Like their parents obviously told them that and it just made sense Maybe to them. Maybe it's not. Maybe these people are wrong, and it's when a mama cow licks her baby cow. The name cow lick comes from the swirled effect left in the hair of baby cattle Cows. after yes. being licked by their mothers. Okay. It's like when a ba- mama cow licks her baby cow. Yeah, and then they get little swirlies. swirlies. Anyway, Hattie has a cow lick. Not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm back to the pot coffee. I have to talk oh, about... Oh, is this your base model luxury? Yeah. Pot coffee? Thank you. Apparently, it's called drip coffee to some other people. And we're over here being um, like, pot coffee. It's pot coffee. Because, you know, I've had drip coffee where I like... I thought drip coffee was fancy schmancy. It can be. It, it, I think it can be as fancy. Like, because you can get like the glass like carafe and like pour hot water over it. Like, that's what I did when I lived in Dallas solo. Because I mean, it makes really good single cups. Um, but anyway. the pot coffee for multiple people is... The, the no for one person i will never go back Le- okay just calm down kelly never say never but here's what pot coffee does for me one you wake up to the smell of coffee i know wow yeah there's got to be something like psychological that like it's like it's like almost like a it's like a slow wake up mm-hmm. it's always the right temperature mm-hmm. you pour a little cup I just pour a little at a time and then I come back and keep filling it up instead of having to microwave now, the same cup over and over again. That's a good idea. I haven't thought of that because I have been entering the phase of my motherhood where my coffee gets cold. Um, yeah. yeah. To just do a little at a time. Yeah. Um, cost effective. Yeah. I just did Folgers. I got a big old can of Folgers for seven bucks. Yeah. I like... I started with that and then I think mm-hmm. I kind of got sick of the I needed to elevate it okay, a little well, bit. And maybe I'll, so get, maybe I'll, get, maybe there. I'll get there. Yeah. Um, I use um black rifle coffee and love them because they are military owned and they really support the military and Maddie was overseas. They sent them like a laughable amount of like instant coffee like so 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 much and like blankets and stuff. So for that reason we like black rifle coffee because oh. they support our troops. We might be able to look into that. Yeah. Is it really strong? Um, there, there's like different make levels. Yeah. There's, a, there's medium, dark, light, and we do a subscription service through them. Okay. Anyway, here's what I wanted to say. I just okay. can't believe that we as consumers let them reinvent the wheel right around us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what they did? Keurig. 
okay, cool, the convenience. And then we start going over here to all these other things. And it's like, what? And here I am right back to the coffee pot. Yeah. And that's consumerism. Mm-hmm. And it's a crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the Keurig was convenient because you don't have, because you do have to prepare your coffee and you do have to wash out the uh, craft, I think is what it's called. Here's who should use a Keurig. All right. College students? Yeah. Like workplaces. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They should never been, they should never been made for the home. Yeah. Only the dorm. Well, I mean, apparently they're horrible for the environment too. And they're horrible for the environment. Yeah. I've heard, have not fact checked this, but I've heard that the man who like invented the Keurig. Yeah, I heard that too. Do we just all hear that? I think that might've just been like something that went around and it's just a truth we all know. Anyway, if you aren't, if you don't know this truth, uh, the man who invented Keurig like stopped using Keurigs because they just like wreaked havoc on the environment with all the little individualized Because he uh, felt so bad what he was doing for the environment. Yeah. Anyway, I know I'm an idiot. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. I am stupid. I know, but I'm into my pot coffee machine. And I've actually You're not been, stupid. I've actually been very validated. No, because I was a victim of consumerism is what I was. We I was a victim. It gets us every time. I thought I needed all these fancy schmancy things. And then I'm just like, I just want coffee in the morning. I know. And here's my... And what else is fun about just regular coffee is all the fun creamers. Mm-hmm. Because when I was using my Breville, it just like... It only made like lattes. So you basically yeah. had to use like milk. Mm-hmm. The creamer game is... It's wild. So we should do another grade eight of creamers. We should. Well, there's just they're always coming out with something new. Yeah, I have an idea. Huh? You know what we should do? It's too late for fall season. But when all of the peppermint mocha Mm. comes out, we should get all of them and figure out which one's the best. I do like the pep- I like a peppermint mocha flavor profile. Uh-huh. It's a good flavor profile. And that's for me. the other cool thing about coffee creamer is you can <laughs> make them idiots. seasonal. Right. So I have pumpkin spice right now. Moment it gets, you know, November one, I'm going to get the peppermint mocha out. Um, My creamer that I've been using is I'm kind of like into the hazelnut. Oh, she's a hazelnut girl. I didn't think I would be, but I'm just kind of like into the hazelnut. And I like to do a hazelnut and then a little half and half. I don't do a lot of creamer, mm-hmm. but I just like that little bit of flavor. Yeah. I probably would love like a flavored coffee, like a hazelnut coffee, and then just add half and I, half. I haven't experienced that yet, but please, if you do get into that, please let the podcast Well, I know. think everyone's just on the edge of their seats to find out that Kelly's an idiot who finally discovered that coffee I've, pots are better than Keurigs. I know. They're probably screaming in their car right now. Okay, Kel, is that your, is that all yeah, you have that's to say? All I have to, and it was, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. You know, we are very transparent about our transactions here at the carpool. So let me put you on to my hack. Rocket Money. Cancel any unwanted subscriptions you have today. Maddie recently told me he wants to get YouTube TV to watch football this season. I'm like, great, sure. Let's see where we're spending our money, which subscription services we aren't using, and we'll cancel those in order to pay for this new subscription. Because how often do you just say, sure, we'll sign up, we'll cancel at the end of football season. And then you're still paying for all these other subscription services you aren't using. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash carpool. That's rocketmoney.com slash carpool. Rocketmoney.com slash carpool. Today's episode is brought to you by Keepsake. When I had James, I was going back and forth on how I was going to preserve 
all of our memories. I got like a baby book. I wasn't sure if I was going to save them all on my computer. Like it just seems so overwhelming. I didn't know what to do, which is why I'm so happy that I found Keepsake because it is the easiest way to par- for parents to capture and preserve memories about their little ones. You get text response. You get text sent to you every single day, and you respond with a quick little answer or a photo. It's been a great way for me to have a spot for all these random million selfies that I take of James to go. And then at the end of the year, you get a physical printed book sent to you with all of the selfies, all of the memories. They have the sweetest prompts, things that you would have never even thought about. And you just answer them in the moment at the end of your day. And it's been so awesome. So I would highly recommend if you're trying to figure out the best way to preserve your baby's memories. And so um, Keepsake is offering 20% off the annual subscription to our listeners. And all you have to do is go to keepsake.com slash carpool and use code carpool. And that's keepsake, Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E.com slash carpool. Okay, so now it is time for our advice segment. So if you want to write in to get your own advice, you can write into hello at the carmomofficial.com. Okay, this is from Jen. She says, my husband and I have been married for 10 years and we have three young kids. In 2022, my husband finished training for a new job. We bought a new house and we moved to our dream city. This city is closest close-ish to family, but we weren't able to see them as often as we wanted. Fast forward a year, my husband isn't super happy with his job, but we still love our dream city and our kids' school. In 2023, my husband was approached with a job in our hometown close to both of our parents, and the offer was very hard to pass up. We made the incredibly difficult choice to leave our dream city for our hometown. At the time, we thought it was the best decision for our kids and for our family, but now we've been here a couple of months, and we are kind of miserable. We miss our kids' old school, our old neighborhood, and frankly, the move just doesn't feel right. We're really struggling with what to do. We feel like we can't uproot our family and move, to move, take our kids away from their grandparents, etc. With both of you living close to your parents, could you ever envision yourself moving away from them? Liz, do you miss living in Dallas? Do you wish you ever stay, stayed? Um, this is going to be an interesting one for us to answer. Because I'm like, that sounds like the dream. You're back in your hometown. You're with your family. Everyone's safe. Like, I don't know. I'm such a homebody. I'm so I'm so obsessed with family and like a small community. Mm-hmm. And Tyler grew up in a very small town where like everyone knows everyone. And we spend a lot of time in that town. Mm-hmm. Um, And I love how that feels. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot to be said about being close to family and having that community feel and they say people who it's called like being in like in like a blue zone have you heard of these yeah, like blue zones, blue zones yeah. and like you live a lot longer if you're like in like a true like you don't just like live a in the town community but a true community where people like like i'm talking like potlucks at church kind of community yeah and like i just love that and i feel very safe with that that but i know you're probably gonna feel different well so i we moved from dallas which maddie and i both love texas i love dallas dallas is in texas is my dream city my dream state but we moved to be close to family and i truly i am not being (laughs) it sounds like a joke but it's not joking i do feel like there was (laughs) like my quality of life went down living here than in Dallas because there's not as good of food. You can't walk to everything. The weather's not as good. There's not my cycle studio that I like. Like there's just so many things like little luxuries that you don't get in a smaller town or even in not 
you know, as big of a state. So like, I totally get where you're coming from. Maddie and I have said, you know, one day we will get another house in Texas. Maybe one day we'll move to Texas. But like right now, that's not for us. And I think there's like making your peace with where you're currently at and making the most of your current situation will is is the thing to do because it is important if you're already there and if it's okay and if you if just because you're like maybe you're not like the happiest that you were like it is important for your kids to be with with their grandparents it's important for your grandparents to be or their grandparents to be with their grandkids and like this isn't forever and like although it might seem like you have to be settled for the rest of your life right now we like life is so long if you think about it like in 18 years when no, your it's kids like over a billion it's like sometimes it's like three billion seconds truly it's three billion <laughs> seconds so it's like in 18 years when your kids are off to college then you can go live in your dream city and 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 have that time then or in 10 years like you don't like you've only been there for a couple of months give it some time try and recreate it and just know that like you you do not have to stay there forever well and some good advice that i'll give is it is important to make sure you and this goes for like so many things in life is like you never quit on a bad day yeah so like that goes for a job that goes for like a new city like make the most out of it give it some time and then like if you have like a really good like even like not even day like a really good month and you like feel good i mean of course if you're just like never gonna have bad days that's one thing but i think the premise is like you can't compare like your best day there to your worst day here because that's not a fair comparison compare best to best well, it was still okay, probably better than their it was still, no, it was still I get probably it. better. Well, like I personally for me enjoy the enjoy Dallas better than where I'm currently at. For, but I'm here. For, let me finish. For my family, for my child, for my future family, St. Louis is the play, is the best choice for them. Yeah. And I believe that fully. So it's like I'm giving up what I want for my fan for my family and I, like i'm not giving anything up like my life is important. like i i love being in st louis i love being close to family that's important to me and i will have my i will have my time to shine again at another phase of my life and that goes across the board when you become mm-hmm. a mom mm-hmm. i will have time to work out again i'll have time to eat healthy again i will have you know not be in my postpartum body again like i will have all those things again just not right now yeah and that's okay that's and it's okay. not forever and everything's temporary and that's my advice okay um okay we have another one thanks jen and if you want to get your own advice you can write into hello at the karma official.com i already said that well i said it again okay this is from jen she says i wanted some used car advice from kelly okay she says i have two kids front facing five-year-old back facing 18 month old who will be staying back facing for as long as possible i've never heard back facing before yeah, I've always called it rear facing. We have a Tesla Y and are looking to Cute. upgrade our second vehicle to a three row SUV with a bench second row. What do you like better used, 2021 or newer? Volvo XC90 or Volkswagen Atlas? I love the Volvo built in booster, but two car seats in the third row axis seems difficult. I love the Volkswagen Atlas. Mom, space up front. Would love your thoughts comparing the two. This is a hard one. Does she say she's going to have more kids? No, she we didn't. Just talking about I think this two. is I think it's just these two. Well, I don't really know why the third row access in the XC90 is a big deal. Um, so here's the thing. I think you should do the Volkswagen Atlas. And here's why. I actually I really love the Volvo XC90. I just feel like it's not that much bigger than the Model Y. So like if you're keeping the Model Y and like that's like the fun, cool tech car 
to me, I feel like the Atlas is more like the like the big, basic, can fit everybody and your luggage kind of car. Mm, like, okay. I think the Volta, I love the Volvo XC90. And like, if you were going to like tell me you wanted to pick one car and you had a Model Y now and you loved it, like, I'd probably recommend that car. I agree. I think they're very similar. And I think if you like your Model Y, you're of course going to like the XC90. But I just think if you're looking for, if you don't, if you're looking for bigger and something different, I think the Volkswagen Atlas is a good car. And it's more, it's more affordable. Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Cal. You're welcome. Well, now it is time for industry news where Kelly spills the hot tea going on in the auto industry. Thanks, Liz. You're welcome. Okay. This is <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. I think so. Okay. This is from Automotive News. And it says, Kia uses fungus root, ocean trash, and eco-friendly EV interiors. <sighs> So Kia's latest EV concept cars, the EV3 crossover and the EV4 sedan showcase the automaker's push to generate an eco-friendly brand image through interiors using natural materials. So Kia, to to their credit, is one of the only manufacturers like really trying to push out some very affordable EVs. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, So they're coming out with these like concepts of like they're all these EV lines, which like good for Kia for taking like the term EV. Yeah. Like EV9, like electric vehicle. Not Like that's like kind of like it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. I didn't even think about that. So anyway, I just feel like this is kind of like such like a clickbaity title. So it says <laughs> Kia's upcoming line, uh, upcoming line, line of EVs will have interiors that are funky, even quite fungal. <laughs> In a bid to go environmentally friendly, Kia designers have high hopes for incorporating mycelium, the white hair-like gunk of a, of a mushroom root into vehicle interiors. The substance can be grown and molded into all manner of shapes and sizes to create materials for furnishing tomorrow's EV cockpits. Mushroom root is just one of the many out-of-the-box ideas Kia Corporation has for spicing up its vehicle interiors. Eh. <laughs> um. It's to me, it's the irony. To me, it's the irony of having an electric vehicle, which like the PR on batteries of EVs isn't great. Like, I don't know yeah. who needs someone. Someone needs to get on their PR team. Yeah. Because there is just keeps like and I do. I think some of it. This is misinformation, of course. But also it's not because it is it is very. Um, what would be the word? Hmm. It takes some pollution to make a battery. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, they say that. It, it actually uses more... What is the right word I'm trying to say here? I have no idea. It has a bigger carbon footprint to build an electric vehicle than an ICE vehicle. Okay. However, because of... But, but if you look at how, how the car will act through the ownership, like in the first three years, then the EV becomes more the more green option. Okay. So like, I get that. Okay. I don't know. This just kind of seems like... I mean, whatever. I don't know. Okay, sure. I feel like instead of using like mushrooms, what about like plastic bottles? Well, see, that's what I was like, thinking. Where, like, why get... are we harvesting again? Like, uh, <laughs> what what do I know? But doesn't it seem like you know you cut down trees to make paper, and like that's a bad thing? It's like are we just like harvesting things from the earth to like like do we need the mushrooms? Are we going to go into like a mushroom shortage? It's just is like, that going to throw off our the freaking CO two output? Like I don't know anything about any of it. <laughs> no, but it's just like I have, I have some follow up questions. <laughs> And like, where's where's like the Rothy's engineers? Like Rothy's can make shoes out of water bottles. Like, yeah. Do we really need to go after the mushrooms? Yeah. They also said we've said we're not going to use leather anymore. 
tough. The replacement, in my view, is fabric. We're not trying to achieve. <sighs> we're trying to. <sighs> I love leather. I mean, I will like a faux leather, of course, like all day. That's fine. I just cloth. But then like, what is what is faux leather made out of? And like, what's I that? Know. Carbon Apparently footprint? mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> We obviously need to shut up. I just wanted to like read that. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. I need to keep reading. Last summer, Kia received 55 tons of plastic. And a ton is 2,000 pounds, if you didn't know that. Mm -hmm. From the Pacific Ocean's Great Garbage Patch. Oh, my God. There's a great garbage patch. (laughs) The company is assessing how it can be recycled and used in vehicles. It's going to repurpose the materials and components starting in 2026, helping off helping offset the 440 pounds of plastic currently used in the average kia vehicle okay i should keep going whoever you, this article really needs to like rearrange things yeah because i'm like way down in the like that, mm-hmm. that sentence was buried yeah huh maybe if we would have kept you know maybe all of our questions will be answered and we don't even have to just go down a rabbit hole of speculation it says furthermore the environmental impact will be small okay kia, thank you no, that was my question kia's pilot program is working on those 55 tons of sea trash from the pacific but the oceans clean up but by the oceans clean cleanup's own reckoning about 1.1 million tons of new plastic trash goes into the ocean every year oh so they took 55 tons and that's like 1.1 million goes in every year that's like nothing oh wow that's just so sad that is sad and that's what i'm saying about the curics and <laughs> curics you know, are the problem do you know what i mean yeah Okay. Make a switch to pot coffee. <laughs> File that under problems we're not going to solve on the yeah, carpool no, podcast. Not us. But I'm happy we continue to read. And you know what? If if mushrooms in my car is the answer, mushrooms are beautiful. I'm not. I'm not against. Like that doesn't gross me out. I just thought it was like a funny, interesting head. You know what? There's not yeah. a lot, you guys. You know. Yeah. Okay. This is another article from Autoblog, and it says six cars that shifted from affordable to unaffordable. And this is just like a really interesting. It basically says cars that like used to be quote unquote affordable, which I don't even know what that means these days anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're not affordable. Okay. Okay. The first one, the Mini Cooper hardtop. It had a 2.6% increase last year. So now the average price is $36,000 on like a mini cooper which like is a small it's such a small freaking car yeah only has two doors yeah i don't i don't get the appeal there the ford bronco sport i just had one as a press car you guys and i hated it it was super cute looking was it yeah i thought the yellow and white was darling i didn't even post about it because i really just didn't care for i have i've done ford bronco sport content but i just didn't like it i didn't care for it the Acura Integra had a 3.7% increase. Ugh. The Volkswagen Golf GTI had a 10% increase. What? And 10%? This is, this is the one I picked for the story. The Hyundai Tucson Hybrid. 7.3% increase. Wow. Average price, 39163 Wow. For a Tucson. For a Tucson uh, hybrid. I don't know. I don't know either. Toyota Prius Prime. 20% increase. Oh my gosh. I know. It's the hybrids. Or yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah, there. I just I'm kind of running out of things to tell people um in terms of vehicle affordability. Like I I'm honestly yeah. starting to feel like a little defeated. Yeah. And I just 
you know, even though like I, I like I, one thing I do feel passionately about using my platform for is helping families of any budget find the right car. Mm-hmm. And there are days where it just feels very out of touch to talk about a new $60,000 car. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah. Like I get that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not buying a $60,000 no. car. It, it, it The industry has families in such a tough spot, like such a tough spot because you don't get the luxury of choice. No, no, because you have to transport your family and you have to do it safely. And there's only so many options and all those options are incredibly expensive, which also why it's very out of touch to do. For me to put all this emphasis on these hybrids and electric vehicles and then give them an average price of sixty six thousand dollars. Like, what are you talking about? Right. What are you talking about? Like, like, okay. Yeah. Like, what a privilege. Right. You know? But, you know, you you, ha- you do have to talk about it. You do have to no, cover no, no. it all. No, so you it's have not, to talk about it. You have to cover it's, it all. It's just tough. And it's I mean, heavy. that's where I, I feel like, I mean, I wish I, I, I always want to do more and more that content, but also like, I'm the only car reviewer who even touches used cars. Yeah. No one's reviewing used cars. No mm-hmm. one's talking about used cars. No. They're all so obsessed with like the latest and greatest clickbait. And I'm just like... We got to just figure, I just like don't know what vehicle affordability is going to look like. And I mean, I just, you know, I feel like I've tried to express the benefits of shopping pre-owned and how to not be scared of high mileage and how high mileage cars are great cars that can still go a very long time. And the importance of understanding like a high mileage car is probably a pretty reliable car. Hello, it has high mileage. Right. So like, let's take some, you know, some comfort in that. Well, and the discomforting thing is that that Prius that you said is now up 20% uh, average cost they're like once everything gets once inflation isn't so crazy like once costs aren't so crazy once the shortage once there's a shortage of things they're not gonna lower that price 20 percent. no like oh no this is the price of it now we will we will continue this so that's like the defeating thing well and it's the question of like when are car prices gonna go down and i'm over here like you guys like they're not i mean like you know everyone wants to analyze these wholesale prices and it's like it dropped 0.5 percent okay like that's not enough to that's not enough to not buy a car for yeah yeah now, I mean, th- things have definitely gone down, especially trade in values. I think I think if you like didn't trade in your car last year, you did probably miss your peak time to get a, a disgusting amount of money for your trade. Yeah. But the, the new car prices aren't going down. I mean, no. Manufacturers are raising them and they're yeah. justifying the raises by adding features, which I don't know. Maybe none of us asked for. Yeah. Does anyone ask for this? Yeah. I don't know how much it costs to put a mushroom versus plastic in a car. No. And that's what people have to talk about. Yeah. And that's where it's just like, it's not as simple as like, we, I know we want to be environmentally conscious, of course. Yeah, but like, okay, then I mean, it's just okay. <laughs> but I also have to be able to afford it. Yeah. Because you gotta do what let's you gotta on. do. Okay, let's move on to Ditch the drive through where we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner rut. Today's what do you got? A, you know, it's an, it's an oldie buddy goodie. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's when you need true, this is a on-the-go meal. This is a soccer night kind of meal. And that is the, what do you call them? Crescent roll-ups? Uh, sure. Crescent roll roll-ups? Crescent roll-ups. I like that. Yeah, you don't need to add the double roll. Yeah. Crescent roll-ups. And it is, it is the, first of all, Pillsbury, Pillsbury, Pillsbury. Hello. <laughs> Pillsbury is the, is the definition of not all heroes wear capes. No, some wear dough. I love Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. 
somewhere a little baker's hat somewhere a little baker's <laughs> hat and like a little padre ballet <laughs> um so what is the recipe Cal? okay so you take crescent rolls okay and then you just fill it with whatever lunch meat or flat meat if you're our father speaks to you um or and cheese and or cheese and or cheese and or whatever else so you could do yeah. like a pepperoni marinara mozzarella variety mm. you could do a turkey and swiss a ham and cheddar mm-hmm. truly the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. but what you do is you roll it out and you put your little lunch meat and cheese on it and you roll her up. You serve her with some tomato soup on the side. Campbell's. Mm-hmm. Just get a can. You don't have to do the most. You know who has a really fantastic tomato soup? Panera. Trader Joe's. Do they? Uh-huh. Stop. So good. Of course they do. So fantastic. It comes in like a kind of like a, a like chicken, a chicken stock, stock container. Box. Yeah. It is such a solid easy weeknight meal it's so good for fall like such a so comfort good food for fall. but you know what i'm saying it's like make that like put it in like a little like you know pan bring it to the soccer practice give your kid that instead of a soccer snack oh my gosh don't yeah. even get me started on soccer snacks again i am here for it so that's our Serve with a little vegetable on the side and you get all of the all of the things all the things okay well now it's time for blake's besties which is our segment we do only during october to um honor pregnancy and infant loss awareness month um and so we are going to read some stories that have been written into us uh to honor the babies that are gone far too soon um and if you would like to send in your own blake's bestie story you can do so by emailing hello at the carmomofficial.com should i start please do Hi, Kelly and Liz. This is my Blake's bestie submission. I have three babies in my heart, two on earth. My first turned out to be my angel baby. I found out I was pregnant with her January 1st, 2021. We had an amazing first ultrasound at eight weeks, saw her heartbeat and got a blood test to let us know she was a girl. I had a miscarriage with her in March of 21. We decided to name her Ariel, Lion of God. Sorry, I said that wrong. Ariella. Ariella, I think. Ariella, Lion of God, Gale, a beautiful noise slash song. My pregnancy was perfect. One thing about her is she was obsessed with Taco Bell. How Kelly was obsessed with Culver's, that was me with Taco Bell. I could have had it literally every day. If I asked what I wanted to eat, the answer was always the same. And I know it was her because my pregnancy's sense had been completely indifferent to it. And that's one of the best parts about being pregnant is that you just get to eat like Taco Bell, Culver's, Chick-fil-A, like whatever the craving is. You're like, I I have to eat. I have to do it. Oops. I know. It's the best. (laughs) It is like, it is the best. And I just think it's like such a safe space for pregnant mothers, people to eat whatever they want. And like, no one can say anything. It's just like 100%. Truly the best. Of truly one of the best parts about being pregnant and that is this beautiful name ariella ariella gale Mm -hmm. that is stunning it is stunning what does the name mean again lion of god a beautiful noise slash song do you like do you like know what your kid's like name means i do james means um the supplanter the supplanter yeah what the heck is a it's like uh it's like the a supplanter <laughs> it's like he will replace you like he's the next in like he will hold on let me look it up a supplanter one who wrongfully seizes and holds the place of another like he's taking over like he supplanted our dogs in our heart okay like we loved our dogs Good like our dogs you, were our guys. babies and james was the supplanter um so yeah it's not really the best well name. george means farmer on brand harriet means ruler of the home on brand and frederick means peaceful ruler oh my gosh those are all so on brand i know okay i'm gonna read one next this comes from alex 
She says, after finding out I was pregnant with our second baby right before Christmas last year, we lost our sweet Charlie at just nine weeks in my first trimester. Though Charlie's time with us was short, we got to celebrate the holidays and share the news with our families and even traveled to visit my bestie in another state. Because of awful nausea, I lived off Chick-fil-A lemonade and McDonald's french fries. Yum. Interesting that that was specifically McDonald's french fries and she like couldn't get the french fries at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. What I love is that because it was too early to find out a gender, I always picture Charlie as a boy, maybe short for Charles. And my husband thinks of Charlie as a little girl, short for Charlotte. Either way, we talk about Charlie often... So older brother Lincoln knows he's got a younger sibling in heaven. Love. By God's grace, I was able to get pregnant again and we're expecting another boy. I fully believe that this baby is going to be a wild one and Charlie needs to be was needed in heaven in order to be his protector and guardian angel. Oh, my gosh. That is a beautiful perspective. Thanks, Charlie's mom, Alex. Oh, my gosh. That is very well said. Hi, Kelly and Liz. My name is Blaine Dixon, and I'm a regular listener. I began listening to the carpool last year, and I was pregnant with my second son, Levi. His favorite segment was Itch the Drive-Thru. Relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Levi was born at 31 and a half weeks on December 17th, 2022, after some complications with my pregnancy. He spent 11 days Earthside with us until he went home to Jesus on December 28th. Mm. Levi's first Christmas was a special day spent in the NICU with myself and my husband. We sang him Christmas carols, gave him lots of snuggles, and even brought a mini Christmas tree to put Mm. in the hospital room. We miss him terribly, terribly, but we are comforted by the memories of our little Christmas together and the time we spent holding him and loving him. I thought that was nice to like to that they gotta have the memories of christmas yeah because like christmas is like such a happy time i know christmas is such a happy time and it's it's also gotta be one of those times where it's like you have those you really feel feel the people in your family not there yeah you know but that's beautiful that is so i'm like oh god it's just the most horrible and unthinkable thing for anyone to have to go through and like just hearing these stories and hearing like but i'm so grateful that we got to have this time together and that like it's just i mean the strength of but that's also like why i think i can read these stories because of because of like the strength of these mothers and the overall theme is like their gratitude for the time that they had and that's why i really just try Mm -hmm. to not it's just like i said earlier it's not taking on this guilt but instead it's like replace the guilt with gratitude yeah. And just do that. Like you yeah. don't <clears throat> these moms don't want you to feel guilty because you didn't go through this. Like that's crazy. Yeah. No one would want that for anybody. Just be so grateful and enjoy it. And just every day is a blessing and every day is a gift. Yeah. Okay, I have one more. This comes from Maggie. She says, Our story started in 2021 when I found out I was pregnant on my birthday. That's so exciting. It was an absolute surprise how However, we were blessed with two girls already and knew a potential third was in our future. I began having complications two months into the pregnancy um, and was assured it could be normal and went in fairly regulated to monitor. At 18 weeks, I heard the words that every parent's worst nightmare, there isn't enough fluid and your baby will likely not survive much longer. Um, I was given the impossible choice to terminate or to move forward as long as our sweet baby boy would allow. The, The two weeks I carried him after that day were some of the hardest i talked to him and shared all i could in that short time told him about oh gosh i told i told him about jesus and that he would get to meet him soon and i let him know how much i loved him 
on July 11th, 2021, our first son, Joseph Thomas, was born into heaven. The impossible grief is something I'll always carry. However, I feel so much peace knowing he's with his heavenly father and I'll get to see him again. <laughs> What's his name? Thomas. Thomas. No, wait. Jo- is it? Wait, hold on. I'm <laughs> Joseph Thomas. My eyes are full of tears. Um, the Lord blessed us with another son a year later who has been such a sweet redemption story. And I see his brother and him daily. Little did we expect or plan for. God had another redemption story in the works and we we're pregnant again with our fifth. Life is so full of surprises. I love hearing these stories and they bring so much peace and awareness about such tender subject. I mean, these stories. I know. Like, I don't know. I know. So, like, it's I know. Just, it, they they're, just, they're heavy. They're supposed to, they're heavy. They're heavy. So, shout out to Joseph Thomas in, um, congratulations uh congratulations maggie on the did you say she's pregnant or she just she's had pregnant a baby? with her fifth she's pregnant we are pregnant again with our fifth congratulations maggie that is incredible okay well liz now you're probably wondering who's the heck's supposed to leave our review oh gosh yeah who is it well the carpool facebook page like was kind of popular i saw <laughs> i know they're demanding but it, it's good so we Honestly, need to get some shout outs so helpful so helpful Okay, this is the comment that I think we should do. Okay. I think we should do a Dodge Durango. Okay. This comes from Gina commented this. She goes, Dodge Durango. I know Kelly doesn't like it. She called it a Pillsbury Doughboy <laughs> in a YouTube video. <laughs> well, we just we just said how much we love the Pillsbury Doughboy. So maybe it was a So maybe my tune has changed. No, but let's do Dodge Durango. Okay, if you drive a Dodge Durango, head over to the review section and leave us uh, five stars and tell us why you love the podcast. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Carpool Podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.